It's lager time. Yay. Yay. Lager time. Poems, stories, and thoughts. By me, Paul Creek. Greetings, bonjour, what's happening? My name is Paul Cree, and yes indeed, it is Lager time. Patrons of the Lagerverse, we gather and let our collective hair down. What's left of it? Which is what Lager time is all about. Large up Gandhi's in Morden, where the seed of this idea was born a few years back. Large up Nat, the shaman, and my old time partner, time partner in rhyme. Almost couldn't say it. Boogaloo D, a.k.a. Boogbuster Video. Had a good chat with him yesterday. It's been a strange old week. What with all the madness in the wider world right now. And the earth-shattering news that Gary Rowett has left Millwall by mutual consent. Not sure how I feel right now, but we all know it wasn't going anywhere. Question is, who's next and where can they take it? I don't know if it's this gloomy weather, but I've been feeling off kilter all week. Tired one minute, stressed the next. This time of year makes me think of someone shoving a potato up a car exhaust, which in turn makes me think of an old memory from years back at some sort of school Christmas carol concert at St. John's Church in Crawley. Me and a couple of other little tykes snuck out some mince pies from the church hall and went round the car park inserting them into cars. Apologies to the Catholic communities of Hawley and Crawley who had to scrape off the short crust. And also, as an avid mince pie eater, what's a shameless waste. The day of judgment will come, no doubt. Alas, we crack on though. A little bit of news before I introduce this week's story. I will be performing on the 31st of October at the Pleasance Theatre in North London for the annual anti-slam Halloween event. For those unfamiliar, it's a satirical poetry event where you have to perform your best worst poem, the worst one on the night wins. I first performed at this gig 10 years back in what I believe was the first one in London before it went on to become much bigger in tour. It was somewhere in Bethnal Green, I think. Large up Paula Varjak and Dan Simpson for pulling me back in for this anniversary edition. Ticket link at the bottom of this. I don't remember much about that first gig other than feeling I wasn't that great, despite going into it confident. I seem to remember the others went all out with it. Amy McAllister smashing it out of the park, who I think won it with a Sainsbury's carrier bag on her head. I also remember Niall O'Sullivan being there, who I know sometimes listens to this. If you're listening, Niall, large up. Also the Prince of Penge himself, Peter Hayho. Well worth checking Niall's substack, which is Rusty Nile. He also does a live stream on Twitch, I think. I know he recently made an existential Game Boy game set in a supermarket, which was quite amusing. You can find that on his Rusty Nile substack. So yeah. Come down 31st of October, Pleasance, Islington. There's a link at the end of this. I've put together a little piece this week. Never know, maybe I'll drop it on here in a few weeks, if it goes well. Also, 
Last large up of this week goes to my good pal, Gary from Leeds. I wait the second coming. Who's been consulting on my anti-slam work. He's also a very skilled writer who writes about insects and also football and occasionally absurd existential stuff on his amusingly named blog, Insects and Nap. Links at the bottom, mate. So down to business. This week's Young Unprofessional will be the penultimate one for a bit, so I can sit down, have a look back through it and see where I want to go next with it. That's the week after next, by the way. There's some more older stuff which I've found in the last week, which I'd like to put on here at some point. Anyway, this week, Reese gets sent on a time management course at work and is then inspired to document his working day. Enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe and all that. And if you think a mate might like it, let them know. Check the links at the bottom for other ways to support my work. Have a banging weekend, my lager people. Peas and taters. Paul. Young Unprofessional, episode five, time management, written by me, Paul Cree. <coughs> Fucking hell. At the end of our last team meeting, my supervisor Priya announced she was booking some of us onto some courses as part of our professional development. What that really meant was that she booked one of us onto one course, which was me, and the course was time management. There was no other people mentioned on the list, and no other courses. I immediately deduced that this wasn't about my punctuality, as I'm early pretty much every day, or my sickness as I've not gone sick once, well, apart from that weekend where I went back to Newtown and on a Sunday met up with Gary and Big Dell, ended up on a bender, which ended up with me falling asleep on the train and ending up at the end of the line somewhere on the Kent coast, had to kip at the station, 
never been so cold. Besides the point though, this time management thing was a comment on me as an employee and whether or not I could manage my workload. Clearly not. I clocked Diane look at me with a smile. Even boring Keith had a grin on his face, which double pissed me off because not only does that boring prick never emit any sort of emotion except when he's talking about golf, boring Keith works in accounts. He shouldn't have even been in our team meeting. He was only grabbing his golf magazine that he'd left in the meeting room during working hours. I had a good mind to grasp boring Keith up to his line manager for time wasting. Either that or take the train down to Perfleet find his local golf club and take his shit in the 18th hole, then watch him pick the ball out in that weird scissor legs thing golfers do when they bend down. I don't mind Diane laughing at me so much, because Diane's fit, and any excuse to have any sort of communication with Diane is a good one, even if it was non-verbal and essentially her laughing at me. Priya made her announcement at the end and then promptly shuffled out, eliminating any opportunity to discuss this mug off in front of my teammates. I was humiliated. But at the same time, I couldn't escape the fact that it was a day out of the office and that in itself was probably worth the gross disrespect of my supervisor and colleagues and the complete undermining of my professional abilities. She had a point though. I'm shit at this job. So I did the training, over in bank somewhere. It was alright. Started off quite well. Took a lovely big dump in the toilets, very spacious and clean, even had hand cream available to moisturise with. I was enjoying it so much I ended up being five minutes late into the session, despite arriving early, which I suppose was ironic. At first it was quite interesting, gave me some good ideas about organising my day, but then about an hour in I just got a bit overwhelmed with it all and bored. Too many handouts and diagrams just switched off choosing instead to work on my old tag, Clue, that I shared with that dickhead Stuart Simons. I'd not drawn it since I was about 14 when me and Gary graphed up the cars in Little Woods Cafe, using one of those giant pencils that Stuart Simons had brought back from his holiday to Weymouth. However, I thought it would be an interesting experiment to spend one day this week writing down my activities hour to hour in the office. From there, I thought maybe I could identify where I could be more focused with my use of time. Mate, I didn't even need to go on that melty course. Must have cost the company a few hundred squid. Mugs. Not telling Priya that though, shouldn't have mugged me off of it. So this was the results of my findings. till 10. Arrived, said hello to security, got in the lift and wasn't paying attention again so wound up going to the wrong floor. Didn't get to my desk until 8.45. Said hello to Priya, nodded to a few other bods, noticed boring Keith sat at his desk reading his golf magazine, knowing full well at 8.59 he'll log in. Switched my PC on, letting Priya know I was logging in, even though I had no intention of logging in yet. Went to the kitchen, made a tea, chatted to Kemal about Chelsea and that I was soon to be going on a date with some teacher called Alice but played it down like it was nothing, like it was a regular thing. Put my tea on my desk, clicked on the mouse and pressed the key on my keyboard for no other reason than letting Priya think I was ready to start work. 
slipped off to the Kazi to call one out. It was a good one. Reappeared at my desk about 9.15, finally logged in. Looked at my caseload spreadsheet. First customer to investigate was some geezer from Inverness putting a claim in for a prang in a car park. Decided it was pertinent to have a good old look on Google Maps at Inverness. Never knew quite how far north it was. It was like the final frontier. Beyond that must have been the polar ice caps. Noted that they had a little next door to a sports direct and a trampolining centre called Spring. Pertinent. 10 to 11. Looked on BBC Sport and checked the latest transfer news on Chelsea. About 10.20 I decided it was time for the Kazi again. Got in there, didn't even do anything, just sat on the toilet with the lid down, beatboxed a bit. Imagine me and Alice on holiday in the south of France. Came out, made a cup of tea, made sure to offer Priya one. Walked past boring Keith's desk, saw his golf magazine on top of his in-tray. Considered nicking it, hiding it, then leaving a series of post-it come ransom notes throughout the day. Came back and looked at another customer in the claims queue. 11 till 12. Took myself a little break when I stood outside where the smokers go. Don't even smoke. Saw that knob Simon from claims disputes chatting to some bird who works in the office above us. Sent Gary a text. Just said he was a cunt. Usual stuff. He sent me one back straight away with one of those pixelated numbers pictures that took me a few minutes to realise it was a vagina. Gary said my mum sent it to him. Got back to my desk about 11.30. Logged back in again. Looked at another customer. This one was from Aylesford. Realised I didn't know where Aylesford was either. So I thought it pertinent to check this on Google Maps and inquire as to what kind of local shops it had. And if so, what sort of juvenile entertainment facilities one offer there. Turns out they had a bowling alley with an arcade inside. Good to know. 12 to 1. Actually needed the toilet this time. Went in for a pack cash. All that tea. Walked in and Tim, one of the directors, walked out of trap 2 and it fucking stank like he'd been eating dog food or something. He knew that I knew, but he was stone-faced. Mumbled hello, made some small talk about the weather whilst Tim washed his hands. I was at the urinal trying to have a piss, but the stage fright had kicked in. Must be a hierarchy thing. Tim was taking a long time to wash his hands. Must have been a messy one. But he was irritating me. He needed to go because I needed to piss. Nerves had got the better of me. No sound was being made of the piss hitting the porcelain. I was rapidly running out of time before a geezer moves into that dangerous territory of another geezer realising you're just standing there with your wanger out and nothing's happening. So I did what any self-respecting geezer lacking self-confidence would do and pretend to do the shake-off, wash my hands and slip out. That prick Tim was redoing his tie or something. Wanker. I was now bursting. Got back to my desk, logged back in, looked at another customer and then Priya came over and wanted to go over some other customer I'd previously looked at and query why I hadn't noticed he made 38 claims in the last two weeks. All I could think about was a golden Niagara Falls gushing onto boring Keith's perfectly golf links. One till two. Lunchtime. Bopped into a nearby Starbucks and spent way too much money on lunch, eating some not very nice ciabatta or whatever it's called. Too much bread along of a rocky road which probably constituted about a good half an hour worth of my wages. In an act of retribution, I went in the disabled toilet and did a nice clue tag on the back of the door using a marker pen that I tacked from Boring Keith's desk. In order to balance the aesthetically pleasing with the political though, which I realised in that moment had always underlined my artistic practice, I wrote, fuck capitalism. But not only did I spell it wrong, I felt it wasn't quite having the desired effect. So I crossed it out and drew a dick and balls instead. There was four people queuing for the toilet when I came out. 
I put my head down and pretended to look at my phone. At least they had some nice artwork to look at. Two, two, three. At this point, my time management was sublime as I arrived back at my desk at 1.59 and by the time I logged in, it was 2 o'clock. Checked the spreadsheet and looked at another customer. 2.30, I wanted another cup of tea but figured it was too close to lunch break for me to get out of my seat again. I looked at my screen, pretended to be reading some client information but really, I was looking beyond my screen at the blinds while simultaneously imagining me and Alice walking along the South Bank hand in hand, then going to the Trocadero to play Time Crisis. I won, of course. 2.45, I went in for a tea, saw Pete in the kitchen, casually mentioned I was going on a date with his teacher called Alice, but I played it down as if it was nothing. 3-4, took a Kazi break, went in trap 1. Someone was in trap 2, I could see some black shoes, I can hear a bit of shuffling. I didn't hear a slap on the floor and a flush of a chain. I could just about make out the top corner of a glossy golf magazine. Got back to my desk about 3.25. Priya weren't around so I decided to go make another tea. Saw Richard in there and casually mentioned that I was going on a date with his teacher called Alice. Played it down though. 4-5. The home straight. The last hour and a half. Had to really dig deep here. Looked at another customer but could barely focus. Ended up talking with Diane about Ayanapa. Loved it. 5 till 5.30. Almost there. Contemplated going to the Kazi again but Priya was glued to her desk so I looked at another customer claim. This one for a key scratching somewhere in Essex. Figured it would probably look the same as Newtown anyway so didn't bother googling its local amenities. 5.25. Priya comes over and tells me she just wanted to touch base with how my course went. Swimmingly I said. Really useful. 5.31 I was out like a shot. Got in the lift. And just as it was about to descend, boring Keith gets in with his golf magazine under his arm, merrily on his way back to Perfleet. Dickhead. He asked me how the course went. Great, I said, and asked him when he was next going to the golf range and what was it like when you pulled a ball out of the 18th hole. To conclude my findings, I'm doing fine. Didn't even need that course.
Hou die shush. Ten to eleven. Looked on BBC Sport and checked the latest transfer news on Chelsea. About ten twenty, I decided it was time for the Kazi. Odin, shush. <laughs>